you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. I know it's going well if you reside in the Lone Star State, specifically in the Dallas area. We are over the moon here that football has returned here in Studio 66. On the Dave Damashek football program, welcome to it, available as iTunes, uh, on iTunes and at NFL.com slash Sheck, S-H-E-K. Do me a favor, would you? Follow it. By the way, forward it on to another friend so that they can start following it, too. Here to break down the action on Wednesday night in the Meadowlands and to get you ready for all the stuff coming up on Sunday and a doubleheader on Monday night. Seated to my immediate right, as always, from NFL.com and NFL Network, Adam Rank. What's the poop, fellow? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Sure thing. Can I hear a little enthusiasm in your voice? I we was enthusiastic. You just don't care about the results. You didn't. You you were. You felt you that our our words on episode eighty nine, aka our season preview blowout. Mm-hmm. Every question was answered. Any question you have about twenty twelve right. was answered then and there. Mm-hmm. On that episode, I encourage you, nay, demand that you go back and listen. Wasn't to I it. talking up Tony Romo on that? No. Uh, Dan Hanzoos, though, of Around the League was oh, talking about sure quite it wasn't a bit. Me? Okay. It was you? You're claiming you also? Yeah, were... I'm just saying. Well, you yelled at me for, ah, oh, don't give me this business, fella. You know, and you went nuts. Like I, you whose voice did. was that supposed I mean, to be? It was right kind there. of a hybrid. Yeah, I don't know what, what, what that was a blend uh, of. It was an, a, a vague <laughs> attempt at me, I think. Uh, listen, fella, enough of the jazz about Tony Romo, see? See, that's how I end my senses. Look here, see. All right. Well, look, I want to talk about, uh, what, like I say, what's coming up the rest of the weekend here. A full slate of games that we have to hash through. But let me first say, Rank, mm-hmm. the commission unwisely greenlit a second season of Sheck to the Future, where you and <laughs> you and me jump in our souped-up DeLorean, jump just slightly into the future mm-hmm. next Tuesday, to be specific where we tell you what's going to be the result of all the weekend's biggest games. And so be on the lookout for that on NFL.com. Speaking of NFL.com, the man who runs that page and uh, is always a delight. He's uh, a thin slice of heaven here on the podcast. He comes to us from over the seas. He's the Dolphins' greatest fan. He's certainly the Dolphins' ambassador to the Czech Republic here on this podcast. It's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank from Hello, handsome. How are you? Morning, Dave. Very well indeed. Thank you. After that amuse bouche, I think they call it, of, yes. of football last night, ready for the, the main course on Sunday and well, Monday. That, and you know what? It's exactly what I wanted to talk about is I feel like one day now, you know, removed from that game, 
too much is being made of it because it's the only it's thing the only you have thing to look town. at. It's yes. the only show in town. Now, think about what it's going to be like on Sunday. Sunday evening, we're going to be stuffed with football. I agree, but it is sort of like, have you ever had that experience? Have you ever gone to a wedding? And if you're a single fella, you go to a wedding and the the bra and you're in the party and you're in your tuxedo and you're yep. looking good and feeling good. And you look at the bridesmaids on the other side and you're trying to pick out which ones are, are uh, single women and you find them. And one's not bad, but you make way too much of her because she's the only one that's halfway decent. Mm-hmm. This is what happened with the game on Wednesday right. night. <laughs> we're, 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 we're putting way too much weight in what happened in it. Yes, Tony Romo was terrific. And the defense look ref- looked reformed for the Cowboys on Wednesday night. But let's not make too big a deal out of this. Here to talk about it, one of the great uh, analysts, guys who, who uh, a guy who loves breaking down the X's and O's, talking about the history of football. And as it happens, he's the Cowboys ambassador to the Czech Republic. It's E.H. Elliot Harrison. What's the poop, fella? Well, my whole family's from the Czech Republic, so I don't know how I feel about this. I bet you didn't even know that. I didn't know that, but it's the We're all Czech Czechoslovakian. Republic. Czech I, I Republic. Got it. All right. Who's How the are, we? To, are you the ambassador to Pittsburgh? What do you think? Well, of course. Who else would be? But if it's a Czech Republic, shouldn't you have like a subservient? Hmm. No. All right. You know what? I will make it Uncle Mike, the man who made me who made me the sports fan that I am. More, well, my old man and you know, the family in general. You know, my the old man took me at all the great games on the banks of the Three Rivers growing up. But Uncle Mike, he had he had a cynical view of sports and always an informed opinion, and and he helped shape the way my brain operates when it comes to sports. But enough about me. E.H., what about your team on Wednesday night? A big victory, and by the way, worth mentioning, because I touted this all over the place, multimedia all over the place. In the eight years since the NFL started with that week, with, with that kickoff game being hosted by the defending Super Bowl champion, they had been 8-0. The Cowboys finally broke that streak. So make some sense of it for us. Talk about what it means. And also talk about bridesmaids. What does that mean? Because Elliot does pretty well with the ladies. So he already, when you talk about the analogy of like looking at the bridesmaid and trying to pick them up, Elliot goes into the wedding already having that information. Hey, hey I'm humble. I, you know, I, <laughs> am I handsome? Maybe, maybe I, I, I don't, I don't know if I'm handsome. But you know, it's, I say you put, you can put some spit on a, you can, you polish up a, on, on one of them little muscat muskrats, comb his hair back. You wouldn't know the difference. All of a sudden, it's a, it's a blue ribbon pig. I don't even know what any of it means. All right, Elliot, please. Let me tell you something. Let me tell, tell you something, me something, Dave. please. You can't drive a railroad spike with a tack hammer. You know what I'm See, saying? I don't know what that means. I don't, okay. None of that means and, anything. And, and that's what the Cowboys were trying to do with DeMarco Murray last night. You know, they had a railroad spike in Murray, and they got a tack hammer in that center guard rotation they've got going. Phil Costa, their starter, got hurt. And so that's why you saw Murray running into nothing but a wall most of the first half. And then you saw the greatness of him. And the reason why we all think he's a top five or top seven running back in fantasy, he broke that long run out on the edge, got 48 yards, and that opened everything up. But even before that was able to happen, what the Cowboys did was actually really smart. And for as much as Jason Garrett gets killed, and he gets killed a lot, I thought it was really smart. They got Romo on the move sometimes. They still took shots down the field, which was surprising because given their offensive line problems, usually what do teams do when they can't pass protect? They go to those little three-step drop, none-yard-out stuff that Danny Amendola has made a living off of. Well, the Cowboys didn't do that. They said, okay, we know we're having problems protecting Romo, but we're going to trust our quarterback. And at first, he threw that pick, and it looked bad. But Jason Garrett stuck with him. He trusted him, something he got accused of not doing against Arizona last year when they played for the field goal. 
and Romo delivered. He had the two touchdowns at Ogletree. Once the vertical game got going, that opened up the running game so the Giants had to play off, and you saw the Cowboys' offense move the football. Well, it's I, I said quite a bit through this offseason, and I know you and I talked about it, EH. I said that they're going to, you know, I, I said the Cowboys have a chance to go to the Super Bowl even. I was, I was really high on what they did with fixing their secondary, specifically uh, addressing those two corner spots. And then I backed off of them in the last few weeks just because Miles Austin never played and the Desi Bryan stuff and then Jason Witten with the spleen. So then I cooled on them. But but now everybody's back on board with this Cowboys team. Let me say this about Tony Romo. All of a sudden, I'm driving in here this morning listening to Colin Blowherd go on and on about, here's the difference between insiders and outsiders. You fans, you fans don't understand football because you think Tony Romo stinks. Tony, Anyone you talk to in the industry will tell you how great Tony Romo is. You don't understand it. You just don't get it. It's not that anyone thinks Tony Romo stinks. It's that he doesn't come through in the clutch in the big moments. That's the strike against him. It's called nuance, Blowherd. You know, learn about it. Now, what do you say about Tony Romo's performance and what it means going forward? Is there any indication? Do you get any sense from this guy? Listen, I'd like to see him win. He's By all accounts, he's a delightful fella, so there's no reason. And he's had a world of pressure, maybe unfairly, but he has. You can't change the fact that he still hasn't won games in January. And I actually heard Blowherd say this morning that you're making too much out of, uh, out of winning a ring. You are? What, what, what does that mean? You're making too much? Isn't that the entire point is winning rings? I don't think you can make too much out of winning Super Bowls. I, I agree with you, but I, I think Tony Romo has more fans than we think that he does. They're just a little bit quieter. And you know, Tony Romo is a laid-back guy. And I think people that appreciate that in Tony Romo are laid-back people, and they're not the kind of people that are going to call into talk radio. They're not the kind of people that are going to be yelling at the sports bar. The people that are going to be yelling at the <laughs> Cowboys sport- fans are never yelling at sports bars. <laughs> No, we're politely clapping. <laughs> no, <you're not. laughs> but you think about it. I mean, a lot of people that hate that team, they hate the team. They don't even know why they hate the team. They hate the team because their folks hated the team. And as far as Romo's play last night, it was nothing short of first-team All-Pro, in my opinion. I mean, look at their team last night. Their center, guard, and guard had never played together, ever. Their, first, their starting center got hurt, so they had a backup in there. That's why you saw Romo having to raise his leg all the time, like snap me the ball, and you saw a few penalties. I think the Cowboys were penalized 12 times last night. He only joined the team a week ago. He, yeah. he, he was traded from the Dolphins, it's, in, it's, uh, like last Friday. It's unbelievable. And then and then Miles Austin was clearly slowed. You barely saw Miles Austin last night. Kevin Ogletree was – last year people thought he was going to be off the team. He has two touchdown catches. Jay Ratliff, who's a four-time pro bowler, was out at nose tackle. They're playing with a new starter at safety, two brand-new corners. This is their first regular season game. And to win on the road against the Super Bowl champs, I mean, that's all on Romo. And a validating win, too, for for the Cowboys with all the stuff. And, and I love the, the trash talking leading up to it. I always, mm. I always will give a thumbs up to teams that are supposed to hate each other and be rivals actually living up to that and talking stuff at each other. I, I, the, the football landscape, the sports landscape is way better for it. No more with the arms around one another and the prayer circles after the games. We fans want to see that you care as much as we do. So I'm all for it. That's a big win for the Cowboys to finally get over a team that's had their number over the last couple of years. Um, what about Kevin Ogletree, though? 
for fantasy players. You can, by the way, you can hear EH talk fantasy football on uh, along with Rank and myself and all the rest of the the characters on uh, NFL Fantasy Live six days a week. Now, also the Fantasy Podcast. Plug that. I have to. Yeah, well, double then don't. I don't I, care. I'm if you not do. as good at plugging as you are. I'm, you look, come so look, natural. I'm from oh. the country. <laughs> I don't care. I don't. We're, Cowboys fans, we don't cheer. We plot. We we don't boo or nothing. Yeah, they, yeah, they have chicken wire. They have chicken wire around the 12 inch uh, black and white tubes at the bars I watch in. So when we throw our hootie golds at the screen, it don't ruin them. You see. Well, we ain't made out of your big city bucks. Like. That's not exactly true because when we throw it, we may miss a new screen, but we hit the old screen that it's stacked on top of. <laughs> so we do hit one. We're on uh, every Tuesday, 12 to 2, Sirius 210, XM87, NFL and, Fantasy Live. It's Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, and myself. And also, yeah, and then also you can find the, the podcast on iTunes. Now, um, but what about, so from a fantasy perspective, everybody's going to fall all over themselves. This is what I'm talking about, making too much out of one 60-minute right. game here. Kevin Ogletree is is the personification of that guy who happens every year where everybody's going to be fighting to get this guy. And I bet you by the end of the month he has very little value. Yeah, this is definitely a situation where I, I would love to watch the game back on our Game Rewind platform, Henry. With you the should all, do. With the All-22 because yep. I was doing Cover It Live. Chat. I'm not so good at plugging. Did you see how I worked that one in? <laughs> Seemed very natural. <laughs> but with the All-22, I'd be able to see exactly what they were doing with Ogletree. Sure looked like to me he was in a lot of single coverage last night. A couple people uh, in the Cover Live chat that we did asked me if I thought Dez would get 100 yards and a touchdown. I said no because I felt like they were going to bracket him. They didn't really have to worry about Jason Witten that much, but his presence there means that your safety's got to be mindful of him, which means that Ogletree is left against uh, a DB alone. And by the way, the Giants' corners – they're vulnerable. Yes. And they had to get Comply- was, uh, in there. Next question for you. They're in trouble back there, yeah. right? Without the Prince of Amukamara, then they really are in trouble. <laughs> they had to bring- I don't think he's a prince of oh. a, of a place oh, really? called Amukamara. I okay. think it's just his one. My bad. And I'm trying to remember. But you're think- supposed to be the exotic one, Hansel. <laughs> I think it was Coe that went down last night and Tryon had to come in, and, and that was not good for them. But, again, I really give Garrett credit. You've got an offensive line that's banged up. Your quarterback throws a pick because he's under duress. He's getting that pressure up the middle. People always pay attention to the edge pressure. Guys like Romo are very good. Or going back to the Dolphins days, Marino could step up. But when they, when you get that pressure from your interior sure. tackles right in your face, that's when you throw picks. Romo threw a bad one, uh, I think, to Clark. And they still stuck with their vertical passing game. They made those big plays to, to Ogletree. So I actually, the Cowboys coaching staff, I give them a lot of credit for last night's win. Completely agree with you about the inside pressure. That's what makes all the difference on a team like the Packers. They can be flawed and so can the Ravens. They can be flawed in, in, in parts of their defense and people will praise it overall. But the real linchpins of those defenses is are, are B.J. Raji and... Uh, and uh, Haloti Nada. And Haloti Nada. Push when they get that push, mm-hmm. and they're literally pushing the center back into the backfield from the snap. It makes all the difference in the world. It it ruins everything for the entire day for the offense they're going against. Now, does this what you saw on Wednesday night? Does it alter at all? Does it give you more optimism? As objectively as possible, are you changing what you think now happens in the NFC East? I, I am. Uh, you know, I just did the power rankings for NFL.com. I had the Giants ranked number one. They've won set coming into the game. They had won seven of their last eight. And we all saw the run that we were on, that they were on, and they had a nice off season. So I thought there's no reason why the Giants shouldn't be number one. Plus, 
in the second and third preseason game, the preseason games that actually mean a little bit of something, the Giants were impressive. They, they killed the Jets, and they, they stumped the Bears. So I thought, this has got to be the number one team in football. And then I saw the struggles they had getting Ahmad Bradshaw and going. I mean, they, they could not get a push up front the whole game. That really put Eli Manning behind the eight ball. I think sometimes Eli Manning's great. He's great. But we pay attention to him a little too much. We pay attention to the fact that we think that he's disrespected. If they can't run the football at all, they're in trouble. And if Ruben Randall doesn't develop quickly, you know, Manningham was a pretty good clutch player for that team. They needed some help last night offensively. They couldn't get it. So I worry about their secondary. I worry about their running game. And we can't sleep on the Philadelphia Eagles. I know we like to talk about Vic's injury concerns, but Philadelphia is as talented as any team in the NFC if you just go through their depth chart. Other than the safety position, Philadelphia is pretty stacked. I completely agree with that. And all this talk, yes, we did get swept up and talk about focusing too much on, on recent history. Vic banks it, bonks his hand on a helmet, one play, and then he gets the ribs, and all of a sudden now he's not. He's gonna play. He's gonna play eighteen minutes this season. He's he's had his stretches. He's had stretches in his career where he plays just fine. He might have to sit down for a game or two. But yes, I still am gonna stick with the Eagles for exactly the reason you just said. The worst thing going, aside from the from the pressure that they consistently saw from the Giants. But then again, they're not gonna see very many teams with a pass rush like the uh, like the Giants showed them on Wednesday night. The other concern is, or the only disappointment you can say is Martellus Bennett, huh? As a Cowboys fan, uh, after years yeah. of frustration watching this guy, he, he had the best game of his career yep. easily. He's not let, even. They just me, keep, let, kept feeding him the bull. Oh yeah, let me, let me tell you something, man. Greg Rosenthal was coming into the cover line from around, from around, the, around league, the league. Yes, coming in, telling me what a good signing Bennett was, and and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking. If you watched Bennett with the Cowboys, you wouldn't care where he landed or how much he signed for. They were so ready to be rid of him. John Phillips had a great preseason a couple years ago. I think he broke his leg against Cincinnati in the Hall of Fame game. They had to rely on Bennett. The guy doesn't know his routes. He didn't show up where he's supposed to be. Maybe maybe the light bulb finally— Or he didn't used to. Yeah, well, maybe the light bulb finally came on and he realized, you know what? I'm losing my career here. Right. I'm losing my career here. Or maybe, I, I need to play. Or maybe Tony Romo's overrated. No, I don't, I don't, <laughs> want, to, I don't want to get into that. All right, real quick, EH, before we let you go, and then we're going to spin through uh, all the rest of the games coming up this weekend. want to get your picks um, as our uh, as our NFC East wonk. I just have decided that that's what you are. So Philadelphia is at Cleveland. What do you think there? I think that game's going to be a little bit tougher than you expect. Cleveland's defense is not as as bad as people think it is. Agree. But, but they have so many injuries right now, and they don't have a Tony Romo to be the elixir for those injuries. They have a rookie quarterback, and I think Philadelphia wins on the road uh, in a knuckleball of a game. And then Washington. New I Orleans, agree. Right? They're going to be feeling good about themselves. Dawn of a new era there in Cleveland and all that. And they do have some legitimate uh, pieces now, some uh, some real talent on offense, too. Um, next up, you have your, uh, your your games out of the way. So we still have Washington. looking for the other one there. Washington, Washington and the Saints. the Saints. Oh, there it is. Yeah, Washington at the Saints. I'm sorry. How say you on that one? You know, I want to believe in RG3 against the Saints defense, but when you're a rookie quarterback starting in a loud dome and you're trying to call out signals to your teammates, I mean, you know, people just don't think about those, not to pull a Colin Coward here, but I do think sometimes people forget those things that, hey, there's a whole process that goes into a play before the ball comes out of your hand. It's pre-snap, and if you can't hear anything and you're having to do hand signals, it's one thing for a 12-year vet to be doing that. It's another thing for a kid out of Baylor to be doing that. I think the Redskins lose. If this was Redskins at Saints week 9 or 10, I'd be a lot more confident. But 
kids first start on the road in a really loud place to play, I don't think so. Boy, that reminds me. I remember uh, back in 85 when David Brock first hit the field for the first time. I don't know. <laughs> hey, by the way, I have a, my Dieter Brock. It was drop. kind of <laughs> organic, but it was, but it, Some, it didn't go anywhere. I didn't oh, have didn't any spirit, but it still counts. So what? A uh, win's a win. A win's a win, boys. Yeah, okay. That counts, right? Oh, right. Why? I'm not the one who keeps dragging that. Do you agree with that? Was that somehow why? phony or no, or hokey? That was our Dieter Brock drop of the day. I have two questions for you. Actually. By the way, somebody tweeted on our behalf. One of uh, the members of the Czech Republic, a citizen, a proud citizen of the Czech Republic, tweeted. Dieter Brock directly and said, hey, these guys talk about you all the time on the podcast. Will you ever go on there? And he said, I'd love to. So we got to talk to old Dieter Brock, number five. And then Black Tie was like, who's Dieter Brock? (laughs) 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 Black Tie, the producer, absent today in his stead. Look who it is. A fan favorite. And how? Blue Tie. Hello, Blue Blue Tie. Tie. How are you? Hi, guys. Oh, there she is. The the one and only. I'm happy to be back. Female producer of the... uh, of the Dave Damashek football program. <laughs> Look at that. Rank's blushing. Do, do I have time <laughs> to ask two questions before I exit stage left here? Number one is, if I do a, like, if I mimic your... Now, now Blue Tie's blushing. He's uh, direct interaction with EH. Oh, the dreamy oh, my, EH. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> All right, if uh, I... The apple of every lady's eye. God. Go ahead. If I ask mimic, your question. If I mimic your impersonation of me, is that uh-huh. bad form? Because we were talking offline about uh, you would join stealing a, shit. You would join a long list of others who think it's hilarious to mock poor Dave. <laughs> but if I'm doing your shtick, is that bad? Listen, just do what you have to do. do okay. just do I it. just did it to you five minutes ago. <laughs> and then the second question I had for you is, in the Czech Republic. Hey, hey I don't know the rules of your, uh, your slick city slicker ways. <laughs> Is it cool? Because, you know, I'm from the country where we treat people with respect. We say, yes, ma'am, and yes, sir, thank you, and you're welcome. Go ahead. In the Czech Republic, so is is Adam like that guy, you know, in the cabinet who you're like, look, man, you know, we'll give you any post you want. You know, you want St. Louis, and he's just shaking his head. (laughs) Yes, Rank, of course, still heartbroken over the loss of the Los Angeles Rams some 15 years ago, is it now? It's getting close to is 20. Is it 15? Is it, is it really that 94 long? 94 was the last season. Wow, that is crazy. So what ambassador are you? What what uh, what city? L.A. Sports. All yeah, L.A. I'm, Sports. I'm all L.A. He Sports. He has no team. He's a man without a team, yeah. although he does root for the Chargers. A I, I, held, uh, I had Chargers season tickets. I had Arizona Cardinals season tickets. See? Sad. He's, he's rudderless. He's if you crying. were handicapping it right now, Rams. He's like Sinatra after. He's like uh, Sinatra after. That's where all my friends are going. Uh, what's her name? I can't think of her. Ava. Ava uh, Gardner. Ava Gardner. Yeah, he tried. I mean, like, he went through he went through myriad women, but he never mm-hmm. found another one to replace uh, his true love. Could never tame her. What do you think the chances are of the Rams coming back? Two to one? Really good. Really good. I think even odds. That's the team. Even oh, yeah. odds? They're coming back. They're coming back. Yeah. Those, it, and back that's here. the thing. The it, only thing we talked about it though last on the last episode is what if the Rams, as I forecasted, and and uh, Dan Hansus from around the league agreed that the Rams are going to have a better than expected year. What if that suddenly creates this groundswell of excitement in St. Louis and they're like, we can't lose this team? No, nah, it won't. They've given up. You think the Rams outside fans of, have or the, outside of our pal who keeps track of the Dieter Brock drops, Dan of Thunder. Nobody cares. And it, it would be even more embarrassing if the team starts winning 
and then nobody continues to show up. Kind of like with the Orioles right now. Like, nobody goes to Oriole games, and they're winning. Nobody goes to Oakland A games, and they're winning. It would be the same situation. And it would actually make it a bigger push to be like, look, we got to get that team out it's of St. Louis. They're putting yeah. a great product out there. The fans don't care. Put them back in Los you Angeles. You know, the worst thing about them is I, I have, you know, I am philosophically opposed and outraged that any team in the NFC North is allowed to play under a dome. You just shouldn't be allowed to do it, but they do it for fan comfort and everything. like. But the Met was such a, an advantage for the Vikings back in the 60s and 70s and, and the early 80s. It was such a great advantage for them to bring these to bring a team like LA, the LA Rams for a playoff game into frigid uh, Metropolitan Stadium. And same thing for Detroit. And then conversely, if you're Arizona, I guess you could make a case that it's way too hot to be playing games early in the season there. So you dome those things. I don't like it. Um, but St. Louis, that's the worst of all. Why do they have a dome? What do they need a dome for? Open it up. Play outdoors. It's, it, it stinks. It ruins the, the atmosphere. I contend they would be a much more successful team locally had they uh, taken it. Well, that's I, what they're going to do in L.A. is they're going to put a dome. In downtown, no, no, no. They're, a they're, roof. It's well, it's it's retractable, but you're right. It will be closed all the It'll time. It'll be ridiculous. All the Nancys in Los well, Angeles. I don't understand. Like That's why they got to do the one out in uh, in, in city LA of industry. County. It's out in LA Ugh, County. That's a terrible idea. It's why gotta, is it? The what, closer you get to the sea, the more it will be. It more will resonate as distinctly Los Angeles versus anywhere else. Why are we yeah. talking about the, the only team that doesn't exist anymore? We have real football to discuss. What was your other question? Well, I was going to say, just to piggyback your point, I think part of the problem when you mentioned the Met, which I agree was a huge home field advantage, is the fact that those coaches back then, be it Bud Grant or Vince Lombardi with the Packers, they'd have their team doing a full contact practice out in those conditions. I don't think now you see that as much. Even these teams that do have that kind of home field advantage, if they're practicing indoors, mm -hmm. their players aren't as used to it as you would think. So I don't know that we'll ever see what we saw at Lambeau in the 60s, at the Met in the 70s. All right. Well, didn't you said you had another question that's I, I escaped asked, your memory. I, I asked what I need to ask. Are you going to break into your impression here on your way out the door? A absolutely not. I heard somebody else does a lot better job than I do. I've a, a lot of people do their impressions. I don't think any of them get it quite right. They don't. They they just don't bring that certain panache. But you're welcome to throw it out and see how you do. I'm not. I'm not doing it. All right, do then it. hit the bricks. All right, hit the hit the bricks. <laughs> That's how your people talk. That's not how we talk. It actually go is. get go get in your pickup truck and go ahead. You know what's a good thing? You know what? I, well, can I do an impression of no, who? Of me? You know what was the worst thing was uh, in the 70s, as we look back, all the trend people always like to talk about Zubaz pants and know how ridiculous those were and parachute pants. What was one of the most bizarre fashion fads of my lifetime, maybe the weirdest, was just because Dallas, the TV show, got popular in the late 70s, everybody in America started wearing cowboy hats, <laughs> unironically. <laughs> you know, the hipsters now, you walk the streets of L.A., all the hipster guys have their paper boy hats like, extra, extra, look at me, everybody, I'm cool. You know, but, but the, <laughs> the cowboys, the, this cowboy thing was really weird. J.R. wore a cowboy hat, ergo we all must wear them. My father, a doctor in Pittsburgh, PA, from, from the Keystone State, purchased a cowboy hat. Thankfully, I have no recollection of actually ever walking out the door in it. But it was weird. He thought, well, I mean, it's what you have to wear now. Right. What a weird... Did he wear it in the house then? No, I don't remember it. I think it became a, right. a, a, something that I started to wear around, uh, you know, as a child that for fun. But 
What 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 gives? And I think cowboy boots also had their run too. Was it weird? Mm-hmm. He didn't have those. My father. Well, you've goodness. told me many times your dad was a big Tony Dorsett fan. Was it weird? Your dad. No, he was a big Tony Dorsett fan. Tony Dorsett. Was it weird then when he played for the Cowboys, given that Steeler fans hated the Cowboys? Yeah, it was very sad. It was it was weird that he went from, you know, Steeltown, went from Hopewell slash Aliquippa, it, Beaver County, to, to the arch he's... rival. The, I mean, the arch rival, 1976. That's, that's coming off of they win the national championship, does Pitt in 76. The Cowboys uh, had just lost to the Steelers in, in Super Bowl ten. TD goes there and then wins a Super Bowl in 77 in his rookie season. Yeah, it was terrible to have to watch that happen. Is he still the greatest pit athlete, like college athlete of all time? Sure, yeah, he's certainly the, be- the best pit athlete. Yeah, just, just the city of Pittsburgh? Yeah. No, Mario Lemieux is. It's not even close. Mario Lemieux. Mean Joe Green probably is number two from your alma mater, North Texas, the Mean Green. Hit the bricks, EH. Yeah. We got picks to make here. I'm done. All right, please. Muzzle tub on your great season. I say I've never disrespected Tony Romo. I never thought Tony Romo stunk. I just think he has a problem coming through in the clutch. Same thing as I don't think and Rank doesn't think Peyton Manning stinks or Brett Favre stinks. They just struggle to come through in the big moments. That is to ignore that is is And that was my point on yes. Tuesday was that Tony Romo is crucified for it and then everybody looked the other way when it Peyton Manning was doing it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yes. So, all right, fellas, what do you say? Should we make some picks here? Should we just get into the into the meat of the of the week one lineup and just Let's go through it. them here? But before we do, you yes. guys have you guys been into the because I want, don't want to feel like I'm. If you've been into the future already, we've been to the future. Yes, well, we know what's you know, going to happen. Okay, so I'm. I but am we didn't go to every disadvan- game. Okay, we didn't go to every game. I don't know. I can't vouch for rank. Did you look at the scoreboards? Of course not. No, they don't have the score. Okay. They don't have the scoreboard at large at the concession okay. stands. So, so Shaq to the future didn't cover all the games, so I'm not at a huge disadvantage. No, yet. indeed, no, indeed. But by the way, so so you run the NFL.com homepage. Will that uh, will the, will the Shaq to the future will it see the homepage? It'll. I mean, whatever everything goes through a quality test, um, and it'll be given the same quality test that anything else does, Dave. If you're trying to hold me accountable in public here, and who is um, the gauge of that quality? There's a there's there's different um, sort of filters it has to pass. Is through. that right? So when I don't see something that I feel is is worthy of of strong placement on the NFL.com right. page, an that's an indictment of my work. Give me an example of what didn't didn't make it there. The Tuesday podcast. It was a great podcast, episode uh, number eighty nine. Uh, by the way, I think, and uh, you know, the Elliot's um, brief uh, time here just now aside, I think that's the best podcast you guys have ever done. Oh, well, thank you. I, well, I, I thoroughly but that doesn't answer it. that doesn't answer it the was question. On the, it why it was spent a long time on the homepage. It did. Yes. All right. So, all right, let's get into it here. Then um, let's pick some games. Oh, here's to talk about something for the homepage. I am about ready to introduce my semi-annual things I never need to hear again in broadcasting or from athletes. I, you know, I'm excited about football, but I'm also cynical. I'm already exhausted by the the classic one is Tom Brady was a six-round draft pick. We know he was a six-round draft pick. Announcers, right. we don't need for you to remind us. We've heard it ad nauseum, and now there's a whole slew of ones just among the rookie Absolutely. QBs. Ryan Tannehill was a wide receiver, don't really? you know? Russell what? Wilson isn't six feet tall. Do you know how old Brandon Whedon is? I heard about that. And do you know yeah. he played baseball? Right. Oh, hey, I've got a new one for you, Dave. Lay it on me. Um, I'm about to give you the list of things that I never need to hear again. Uh-oh. I know what's coming here, handsome. 
What no, is that it? was that was that's the one that you need to add to it. Right. Because I'm I've about to that. give you the list. <laughs> All right, well, you're gonna have the list is coming. It's you coming. Will have it, you will have, it. You'll have it tomorrow. No, you will right. have it inside of 30 minutes from the end of this okay. podcast today. Here's now. one I could do without. And if last night, if you were on Twitter, there was two rival things going on at the same time. It was the people who are watching the Democratic National Convention commenting right. on Bill Clinton's speech. And the other one was so many different versions of the hey it looks like victory cruz has salsa on his fingers like that could end really now uh, yes uh, i saw that about 80 times that's a people good making I'm that gonna, joke oh, well, that, this is it that, that's what i'm saying get them in right now let Please. me know, let me know which ones you two rank and you know what why don't i send a tweet out too that's what yes. i really should do and really uh, let uh, let the Czech republic voice be heard so rank doesn't want to hear jokes about victor cruz salsa dancing basically and i am 100 percent behind mm-hmm. that we get it mm-hmm. handsome uh, i have a few um and we we write a lot of the headlines on on the website there's a few that we we've banned in advance of the season mm-hmm. anything with the tennessee titans if they do well it's not a titanic victory if they lose oh, it's not a titanic struggle or okay, loss or I like that else. one good let's not use that one at all how about um, oh, well here's a here's one a looming right now well mm-hmm. first of all with with, with uh, andrew luck um no, we don't yeah. need to hear We're, that he's, he's five not, year we don't need to hear he looks like a five-year vet it's a weird thing it's a right. weird it's it really is a slight to robert griffin the third has he looked bad in any yeah. regard so far no. it's a strange thing he looks like a five-year vet stop using that phrase and but unless I, anything genuinely no lucky head, hap- i mean if, yes. if 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 sudden but you know if he was in dallas and and the um the the massive tv thing fell down and it missed him by an inch then he would be lucky i will use that headline other than that he didn't do anything that was lucky. No luck here when the yeah. Bears beat them on Sunday. Yeah. 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 Lucky no luck. win. Yeah, yeah. We're going to uh, no. get ready for 12 to 15 years of that. Yeah. Ugh. All right. So is, and that, that's your list. I'm going to tweet it out. I'm going to let everybody else jump in on this, too, yes. because uh, I would like to, you know, listen, this podcast, my work at NFL.com is for the people, by the people. <laughs> that's that's my creed. Wow. One of my many creeds. Also, one of my passions Booze, booze. Yeah, <laughs> I want to let you know. I like, I, I like. Well, because I uh, when when people start pontificating about what they're about, I like when they start telling you what their passions are. Right. And I like to share. My passions are football. My passion is food. I enjoy eating. <laughs> Another of my passions is booze. I enjoy having a drink now and again. That's about the end yeah. of my rainbow. That's about all I got going. <laughs> all right, so now let's go into um, let's go into the Sunday games here, and let's start there. Handsome, we already know, or Rank and I already know how that one turns out because we did pay a visit to Soldier Field, or I did for the Sheck to the Future. And again, you can look that up on uh, NFL dot com slash Sheck S H E K. How say you? Is it a good day for Jay Cutler being rejoined with uh, being rejoined by his old pal Brandon Marshall? I'm a big fan of those two. I, th- I if if had I been able to make it to your um, your preseason predictions, I'd be telling you that I like the Bears to win the uh, the NFC North. Mm, that we heard and a lot of that. We were split on that the other day. I had been them. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, the, I know. I, I do like them to do that, and I think they'll they'll start the season pretty well. I feel like. They would. I, it's. I hate to put it on uh, the the kid um, that they drafted, but I think they should have addressed the offensive line. If they would have done that with their first round draft pick, I would feel a lot stronger about them. That continues to be a liability. But all everything you're hearing out of uh, out of Chicago is that the the strategy is going to be whatever they can do to get the ball out of you know quick uh, quick drops, quick throws from Cutler. And if they do that, then uh, 
that maybe they will uh, break out. But, yes, the offense should be gangbusters. All right, so, yes, we agree that Chicago will beat the Colts. I say they beat them by 10 points. Do you think double-digit victory there? Should be a they big smoke win pretty good. Next up, we just said uh, the Eagles in Cleveland. I'm with EH. I think the Eagles get it done there. I think the, the Brownies do show up for the ha- home crowd. I, I do think Vic will, uh, by day's end, we will be looking back and saying, like, oh, yeah, injury, what? You know, yeah, oh, yeah, Michael Vick is awesome. Yeah, this uh, this offense is awesome, and now the defense looks like it's rounded into shape. I think the uh, I think the Eagles get them by a touchdown at least. At least. Right? Eagles. I, th- I can see this one being a little bit closer than people are anticipating, but I think the Eagles ultimately prevail. All right, yeah. you go to, uh, to well, I was going to say a – New York battle, but the game will be played in Jersey. But Buffalo coming down from uh, upstate New York to play the Jetropolitans. How say you rank? Ooh, that's a tough one. I've got the Bills making the playoffs this year, so I'm going to say the Bills get the season started off correctly. They beat the Jets. San Antonio Holmes, by the way, says that uh, Mark Sanchez, when he heard the news about uh, Tim Tebow's <laughs> arrival, was rattled by it. Yes. That's great. <laughs> yeah. but fences mended. That's I think, terrific. I think the quote, and I, I, I might be slightly wrong. San Antonio, you don't need to talk yeah. about it. Was, how did that happen? <laughs> that's what, apparently that's <laughs> yeah. what San Antonio said were the first words out of his mouth. Great. I love that. Listen, San Antonio, it's not a matter, matter of whether or not that's true. The point is you don't need to let everybody know that that happened. Yeah. That, that's not helping... What is the perceived rift between the two of you? Yes, you two may have mended those fences, but if you don't want the media to talk about it, then don't tell them things like that. That's not a good idea. All right, the Bills, though, a lot of people buzzing about them. I do like what they did on defense. That should be much better. That was the the horrible part of that team last season. Fred Jackson back. But they're at home, the Jetropolitans. If they lose this one, they're in real trouble. I mean, I could, this could get ugly very fast. I don't know what that means, how that will impact well, how they perform on Sunday. But doesn't there have to be a general sense with a trip to Pittsburgh coming up in week two? They have to feel like we got to get this game mm-hmm. against mm-hmm. Uh, against the Bills coming yep. in here. I'm going to say the Jets by a hair. You know, by you know, by by a point or three is what I'm saying. Handsome Hank. I agree. I think the Jets will win it. I think this is a fascinating game because we're we're 12 weeks away from the Patriots winning the AFC East. So really, this is about who's probably going to come second in that division. Um, and uh, and I like what the Bills did in the off season, but hasn't. I mean, and I know we shouldn't be watching preseason for much, but it hasn't really translated in the preseason. I haven't seen their defense be so dominant that you're thinking, wow, that group's going to shut everyone down. Um, equally, the Jets' offense has been, as we all know, um, putrid. Yeah, yeah, really disgusting. So it, it'll be it'll be an interesting um, game to. I, I I think the Jets will probably edge it, but I don't think it'll. I think it'll be very close. Rank? Do you think? Because I've been saying quite a bit that you know preseason football is really like watching figure skating. I don't I don't like figures. I have a, I have a lot of anato- uh, uh, analogies and similes and metaphors for what preseason football is, and none of them are good. But do you feel like it's figure watching figure skating as a fan of a team because all you're hoping is that your person doesn't fall down? You hope you there are no know. injuries, but they're not going to. No coach is going to show you what's going to be in the season. Do you think Rex Ryan and company have and Tony Sperano? Do you think <laughs> they have something up their sleeve with Tebow that we have not seen, and they'll be much more potent inside the red zone than than what they've been so far this in in the preseason? Jets fans certainly do hope. And that's the thing about preseason. That's not what I'm asking. 
is it going to be ranked? No. You don't think they're going to be no. good with Tebow in the I, red zone? I think, I think they've got plenty of stuff up their sleeve, but let's not forget this is the same Tony Sperano who had the Wildcat and yeah. scared everyone with it for whatever it was, seven, eight weeks, and then everyone worked it out. And I don't think he's got anything brand new apart from he thinks that Tim Tebow's a better thrower than Ronnie Brown was, and it probably probably just about he is. Here's what I'm going to say. I don't think they're a playoff team, and I think the Bills probably get past them by a hair. I don't think either one's a playoff team. But I, I think if with the pieces that the Jets have on offense, if you put Tebow under center and you're inside the red zone, say you're at the 10-yard line, if you put Sean Green and Joe McKnight out there, you can sort of go with a, a college mm-hmm. formation. You can run an eye formation, and that's scary enough. You can you can start running the option. You can literally run the triple option even mm-hmm. with those guys. Fake it into the gut of Sean Green and then roll out with McKnight trailing behind you. I think that would be pretty hard for NFL teams to stop. Maybe only for a month or two, but right. I think it would be effective for a little uh, while. And maybe that's exactly what they've got planned, but, I, but it's getting to the red zone that could be the problem. I mean, you've still got Mark Sanchez for 60 yards in between. He may have thrown an interception. He may not maybe go three and out. Are we touched on it with the They were already good in the red zone last year because Mark Sanchez had, he six, he had right. six rushing touchdowns. Right. So it's not like this was a big deficiency for this team, kind of like the Bengals have problems in the red zone near the goal line, and they went out and got Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis. That's a big move. Right. But like this, they were, you were already good at that. In broad strokes, I agree. I, I wonder about Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis. Still, who is he? And I always raise the red flag. If you leave the New England Patriots or Pittsburgh Steelers, those guys very rarely go on to success after that. Those two organizations, and maybe there's another one or two out there that I'm not thinking of, that seem to really know how to they assess talent differently than the rest of the league does. And when those guys leave them, somehow they, they lose their magic powers. There, there's some sort of fairy dust that these teams know how to sprinkle and use exactly what dimensions that individual brings to what they are trying to do philosophically. And it doesn't always work. It very rarely, in fact, mm-hmm. works out when they leave those two teams. Skins at Saints. An interesting game, of course, because of all the uh, Bounty Gate stuff. What do you think? I, I, the thing, I, One of the biggest points I've made of the offseason, if those Saints are really good, what is the point of paying a coach $8 million like the Saints are paying Sean Payton? Or I don't know. I guess he's not making that in 2012. But, right. you know, is. Uh, theoretically going to make it going forward. What do you think, Rank? Saints, big year for them. Do they take care of business at home against the Skins? I really see this playing out the same way when they had their first game back in the Louisiana Superdome after Mm -hmm. the Katrina thing, where the crowd just willed them to a win over the Falcons. I mean, to me, that was one of the most obvious games to pick of all time. Like, of course the Saints are going to come out and win that game. And the crowd is going to be just as jazzed up this week. They, they want to send a jazzed message. Jazzed up in New Orleans. I get it. They want to send a message to the NFL and everything. And if, as Elliot said, they're facing a rookie quarterback. It's a big win for the Saints. Yeah, I think that um, you're right that teams, I mean, we've heard it in over the course of my lifetime. That's definitely on the list of my ever-growing list of things I never need to hear again is players saying no one outside this locker room believed in us. Even if you're the New York Yankees, no one, you know, some people thought you were going to win. Some yeah. people had had a hunch, but I do think that this is a great rallying point for all teams, and especially if you're the Saints. No one thinks we can. No one wants us to win. We're the bad guys. We got. I think that will work. That uh, that mentality for them, that gang mentality, handsome. How I, I agree on all of those points. I also think Elliot made a great point. If you've ever been to a game in the Superdome, that place is the loudest place on earth. It is incredibly loud. And I think RG3, for your for your first NFL game, your first NFL start, 
um, I think it, it could be pretty difficult to deal with. I just think that they're going to outscore him. I, yeah. I, it's, I don't think it's an indictment of Robert Griffin the no, third. No, I don't think I, he's no. going to. It's going to be too big a, a, a situation for him. I just think that the Saints are going to come out with great right. purpose, at least in Week One. New England at Tennessee. Let me just start by saying I think Tennessee is going to win this game. That's Dave's gold star. I think it should be gold star pick. Wait, the gold star of David. Something like gold star of David. <laughs> Get it? You could Hebrewite. No. Yeah. Uh, um, well, anyway, this is my upset of the week. The Titans the week. are going to take care of the. That's easier. Yeah. A little cleaner. Yeah, All right. A little cleaner. Titans defeat Tom Brady and company. Really. In Nashville. Based on. Based on the fact that I am, and I'm not. I'm. I guess self-validation. I've picked, yeah. the, I've picked the Titans to go to the playoffs. I think they get off on the right Me foot too. here. I agree. I think they will go to the playoffs. I think this is, is too big for them. Well, their defense is very good, and I think Jake Locker has a chance. We, we don't know a lot about him, nor does uh, Bill Belichick. Also on the list, I will tell you, of things I don't need to hear anymore, is Bill Belichick is a, defense, is a defensive wizard when his, he hasn't produced one halfway good defense in the last eight years yeah he did back when they were win, when they won those first that, that first Super Bowl or two their defense was terrific it hasn't been in a long time if he's such a wizard why can't he turn uh, a defense into something that is capable he had the worst defense in the NFL last year but he's a defensive wizard anyway let's see what Jake Locker and I, I love those pieces ironically the only guy I don't love is Chris Johnson rank how say you Patriots win this one you do in yeah. big not necessarily big I do like what you're saying about the Titans looking good i like jake locker i like chris johnson probably more scoring than people are going to be anticipating but the patriots they really did a good job in the draft the team mm-hmm. they just one of those teams that every year they're really good really solid really ready to play patriots will come out yeah they'll take care of business name drop alert willie mcginnis said that that left side of the line is really troubled and tom brady does not play well if he is not kept clean he needs one of those guys and if they can't do that for him, that Patriots team may not be. I, even I've been saying 14 and 2, 13 and 3. But if that's not the case, then they could be. They're still going to win double digit games, but they could be much more 10 and 6, 11 and 5 than, uh, than a truly dominant team. Jacksonville at the Vikings, worst game of the week. Putrid game. If now, if this one would have been played on Wednesday night, we still would have watched it and obsessed over it because you know we're just coming out of the desert. We need some morsels of food to to maintain our existence. But ugh, who cares about that one? Well, but they're two. I mean, they're not two. They're two pretty evenly matched teams, so it could actually end up being a good game. Yes, kind of. Who cares? But at the well, same time, well, it's intriguing because it of the two inter- running it backs. Be, it could actually end up being a pretty interesting, exciting game. Well, isn't that so uh, the, selling it? I know we're I know we're uh, we're shilling for the uh, for the net for for the uh, for the league here. But it, even that game, as crummy as it is, has plenty of intriguing yes. aspects to it. Two sophomore QBs who didn't have the greatest uh, freshman campaigns. Let's see how they get going here. And then the return of MJD and Adrian Peterson. It'll be fun to watch. Rank, who wins it? I'm going to say Minnesota wins this, but can you imagine what would happen for fantasy enthusiasts? And we talked about this on NFL Fantasy Life. I talked about this on NFL Fantasy Life. If Malarkey actually gives, like, 25 carries to MJD after he said, like, oh, no, he's just going to be a third down back, how people will come unglued. Shanahanigans will be replaced with Malarkey. <laughs> I like that. Why has no one brought that up? <laughs> See, that's not – I'm not tired of hearing that. It could get tired very quickly, but for yeah. now, but for now, it gets a pass, and, in fact, it gets a thumbs up. And in fact, it gets a gold star of David. <laughs> now – Rank, uh, Hank wants that one to be gone immediately. He doesn't yeah. like Gold Star, David. <laughs> now, um, well, I, I will say 
the Vikings need to win this game because I, I keep saying they're going to be the worst team in the NFL. Um, and a home game against Jacksonville. But I think the Jags are going to go in there and beat them because I think the Vikes are truly putrid. Um, and I think Blaine Gabbert has a chance to turn a corner, some good weapons now for him. And, and to your point, Rank, on a human level, MJD says, all right, fine. I, I have no – I have actual – um, no leverage in this negotiation. He realizes that, like, well, I guess I may as well just go back because nothing's going to come of that. <laughs> he knows what the rest of us know, which is he's a guy who's taken a pounding at a position that does not have a long shelf life. He is at already his. He's already hit the high water mark. There's nothing new that he's going to. He could walk away. They were five and eleven. That's basically what the Jag said. Yeah, we we went five and eleven with you. We'll we'll be fine without you, MJD. So he sort of uh, tucks tail and comes back to them. I think on a, on a human level that the team and I think Malarkey sort of has to say, we got to let him be the hero here. If we, they, if we get inside the five, at worst, I think we got to feed him the ball, let him get in the end zone and be back a part of the team. He doesn't have to have 25 touches, but I do think he'll get, I predict a touchdown or two from him. In, in the name of meeting someone halfway, a guy who's been the face right. of the organization for a long time. Handsome, how say you? Uh, I, that sounds like a very good point, but I don't think it'll be enough to beat the Vikings in Minnesota. The mighty Vikings. If they were playing outside, I'd care more about that game. All right, Miami at Houston. Oh, handsome. Hank, talk about your Dolphs. It's the dawn of a new era, the Philbin Tannehill era. That's right. What do you think going into Texas? I, I think um, Texas. Joe Philbin's first win as a head coach is still some way off. <laughs> will, um, will it happen in 2012? I fingers crossed it will. I I, I think they'll get one eventually, but it, but uh, Houston is is a way way bigger task than they can um, yeah. they can overcome. They right might now. come out a little they, flat, the Texans, because it's even week if one, they it do. Seems like a listen, there's some, they, there's there's you know their offensive line has been rebuilt this off season. There's a chance that the Dolphins could mm-hmm. maybe you know stop Arian Foster, but then you know how do they stop? Andre Johnson, how do they stop Owen Daniels? How do they, you know, I, I, it's just, it's way too big for them. Those are the two teams I'm circling. The hamstring monster will stop Dre Johnson. I Eventually, want- not in week one. He'll come get come from in about week six. You know, that's what's scary about the hamstring monster. You never know where he's going to come out and right. get you. Um, but I, if, if the game that I have proposed, and I got to still get my, put my head together with the, uh, Kamish Goodell's to really make this thing happen. You know, he he considered no Pro Bowl, you remember. Yes. Enough with the Pro Bowl. I agree. Instead, what I have long advocated is the Loser Bowl to mm-hmm. be sponsored by Jenny Craig or Weight Watchers or whoever wants to. And you play the two worst teams in the league the week before the Super Bowl. And they play on some JV field, you know, some junior high JV field, some ratty field with uh, with unattractive cheerleaders along for the ride and whoever wins that game gets the first round gets the first overall pick in the draft and people say the detractors of my great idea say well what who would watch that everybody would watch that we would all sit and watch that that would be fascinating television we watch david stern pull uh logos out of a out of a bin we certainly would watch two nfl teams play with so much on the line and then they say well yeah but what if the what if the um quarterback is then if there's a if Matt Barkley's out there, why wouldn't Blaine Gabbert just force his team to lose so that they can't draft Matt Barkley over him? Hey, that's part of the strategy, Coach. You know that's a, I I think it would be fascinating, and it would be the Miami Dolphins versus the Minnesota Vikings. I predict that that's those will be the you two think worst those teams are the, the two NFL. worst teams yes, in the NFL. That's my point. I, so I, I think they're about the fifth worst team in the NFL. Who? The Miami Dolphins. Fifth worst. I I, I now you now you've. Uh, 
got me interested. Tell me who, what four I, teams are worse than the I Dolphins. I think the Vikings are there. I One. think the Jags are going to be pretty bad as well. Eh, I don't. Um, you don't? I don't, but all right, continue. Um, I haven't thought that hard about this. Um, Browns. Well, that's Browns. Good, you think the Browns are worse? I think the Browns are going to be worse. Is this a good time to bring up the Browns alternative rankings? Browns are definitely rankings? more talented. The alternative rankings, this would be a great time to bring it up. Yes. Lay thanks, them on thanks Dave, for, uh, for uh, leading into the alternative rankings. Every Tuesday, everybody has the power poll to see who's number one. I count down who's number one. Number one in April. Hey, who's um, going to be the worst like team? It. Last year, we had Suck for Luck. Do you remember right. that campaign? Yes. Can we? Can I get some help on what are we doing for Barkley? It's fans it's, for Barkley. Ah, but I, I want something. It's an that, election year. Fans for Barkley. That doesn't yeah. work for me. What about uh, Buff for Barkley? What about uh, Barking Like a Dog or something like that? No, that's how, that's awful. That's not awful. You don't. Yeah. Get, I'm, we're spitballing here. You can't just say <laughs> that's a terrible idea. Blue tie. Do you want to work on this? Or are you busy on Facebook over there? I am not on Facebook. Oh, but I will, I will think about this. All right, now my, my wheels are spinning. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I like where your head's at there, because if you can own that one hand, something for make Barkley. some T-shirts. Or yeah. something for Matt. We, shot, we saw those dirty Splat Indianapolis fans. Matt. Those, 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 all, those, those, I really ball was flat, outraged. Fall flat for Matt? Yeah, all you're right. getting there. That's all good. Right. Keep right, going. getting some flat for Matt. Now, I, I agree with you, because last year I thought those Indianapolis Colts fans who showed up no respect at all for Peyton Manning after all he has done for that football team. For them to show up in the stadium wearing Andrew Luck jerseys before he even was drafted was an outrage and a slap in the face and shame on you Colts fans who did that. And it's helped me think of another one that to, for your list. It's a business. I don't need to, I know. I know football's a business. That's a great idea. All right. Um, I, don't need to, I don't need to be reminded that again. It's a business. Biz. All right. That's added. So, lay it on us there, Rank. Who's the who's the contender right now? The leading contender to have the first overall pick. In, well, much uh, like when twenty thirteen, when April. EH was breaking down his power rankings, and he's like, "Hey, to be to be the champ, you got to beat the champ." I feel the same way. To be number one, you got to beat number one. The Colts still have to be the leader in the clubhouse. I like now, that. Now, obviously, they wouldn't draft Matt Barkley, but you know they would be the leader in the clubhouse, and they're followed by. And we'll go down. Number two is the St. Louis Football Club. We've. We've Disagree. laid, I think we've they're laid be good. out this scenario where they play so bad, realize, you know what, we'll get rid of Bradford, we'll draft Matt Barkley. Move to Next LA. year when they when the Los Angeles Rams are running out of the tunnel in the L.A. Coliseum, boom, there's Matt Barkley, kind of like Marcus Allen in 1982. And the rest of the rankings, let's go through them quick. Number three, the Dolphins are there. Number four, the Vikings. Five, the Jaguars. And number six, the Jets. Wow. So the Jets are going to be complete garbage. That's, wow! What it, that, that's if, the early that's the early handicapping. That, uh, that means two. Of, list. That means two of the six worst teams are in the AFC East. Yes, yep. which is why the Patriots will be AFC's champions. Which by is week why 12. the Bills yep. Bills will make the playoffs. Probably true. Well, Houston can get in their way. I in fact say the Texans will beat um, Brady and company in the AFC title game to get to the Super Bowl. I say Houston whips the Dolphins by double digits. Rank you agree? I assume on that yep. one. Next up, let's uh, we'll pace it up here a little bit here through these games. St. Louis at Detroit. Don't need to talk about that one much. I do think the Rams are going to be a better team, and I think it's going to be a shootout there. I think you're going to go. You're going to go both teams in the high twenties, if not beyond that, um, because Detroit did not fix it secondary once again. I think Sam Bradford will be reminded, and I remind you what I said the other day. One year ago, 
everybody was picking the St. Louis Rams. Very few people. I picked the 49ers, actually. But most people were picking the Rams. There were people were high on Sam Bradford. and his second. Steve Spagnuolo just was not cut to be a, a, an NFL head coach from a lot of people I've spoken with. Obviously, Jeff Fisher is made to be exactly that. I think that makes all the difference, plus the health of, uh, of the guys returning. If they had a number one receiver, I'd like them a little bit more. Anyway... Detroit uh, Detroit takes care of business and uh, and wins that game by a touchdown. Rank? Yeah, Detroit's going to win that one. I agree. All right, next, Atlanta at Kansas City. An interesting game, to be mm. sure. Matt Ryan is a great uh, fantasy play this year. Reality, you know, listen, sorry if people don't like the fact that if you fail in the playoffs, that that does count against the way you're perceived. I'm sorry to all those people who now th- this morning have decided, Tony Romo, where's all the respect? Hey, win some playoff games, and we'll talk about that. Same goes for you, Matt Ryan. I like the Chiefs. Nay, I love the Chiefs this year. They win the AFC West. They get off on the right foot with a victory. Hank, how's I'm intrigued by the Chiefs. I'm not yet ready to crown them AFC West champs. I don't know if I'm ready to crown any team the AFC West champs, but I'll be excited to see them through the first two, three weeks of the season to see if we get the 2010 Chiefs, who were very good, or the 2011 Chiefs, who weren't very good. Very prudent to wait till the you know end of the season to crown our division champs yes. instead of just doing it now. On it the list, on the list, rank. It's on the list. Uh, hey, if the season ended today, oh, uh, yeah. th- they would be the they would win the division. Well, unless there's some plan to end the season early, you don't need to let me know about that. Right, exactly. And I picked the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, or not win, to go to the but Super go. Bowl. So of course they start off the season with the victory. San Francisco at Green Bay, to me, the best game of the day, just in, in raw football terms, not none of the uh, storylines. Are just we just a, getting to the 1 o'clock games? Yes, There's we only are. three of them. Well, to, to the East Coast, the 4 o'clock games, and uh, yes, well, this to, one. To my friends in the U.K., the 9 p.m. games. Is that right? <laughs> That's and correct, did, yes. Is that what happens, by the way? How many people would you say go to go to um, a pub and watch the games. Is that the viewing yeah, uh, experience, first of all? Not really, because the games begin at 6. The first early games here are uh-huh. 6 p.m. in the U.K., so last night I tweeted out oh, to man. Why to wouldn't people. that be grand? That, that would, would be, be a the, fantastic time oh, to go yeah. out. No, no, but, it, but it's, um, yeah, some people do, but there aren't many pubs that are showing the, the games at 6 p.m. on a Sunday night. But are there, I mean, there are, there are places some, yeah, there around are some places town. you can go and watch it, but otherwise you National might. Football League yes. gridiron to be watched here. American football. American football. I thought it was gridiron no. over there. No. no. All right. Well, I like this San Francisco Green Bay game. Two dynamite teams, maybe, with the possible exception of the Bears and maybe the Eagles, too. That's that's my big four in the NFC this year. I say that uh, Green Bay takes care of business. The, Gi- uh, the uh, Niners, terrific, yes, but the Packers, the best team in football. Your Super Bowl champions in February down in New Orleans. That's where we'll be. We'll watch... Uh, Aaron Rodgers put that number one finger up and then pick up the Lombardi with the other hand while uh, while Matt Schaub and company look on. They get it going here against the Niners. Rank, how say you? The Packers are going to win this game. Good good offenses have shown that they can beat the 49ers. The Saints put up a lot of points on the 49ers defense. The Giants seem to move the ball pretty Cowboys well. Cowboys did uh, back in, what was that, week two or three? Yeah, last early year in the season. Lung. Yeah. Yep. Packers win this one. I say, and I say it's Sort of tight, but I say the Packers get it done by a touchdown. Uh, handsome Hank. I think it, I'm, can't wait for this game. That's the one I'm most excited about. I uh, I think the Packers will win it, but I think it'll be a, a great game. Panthers-Tampa. By the way, let me say this. I can't stand week one featuring big, inter, big uh, divisional games. It's just not good. We don't need it. We're not... 
We're starving, you see. We're coming out of the – I just talked about this on Adam Carolla's uh, podcast. I encourage you to go listen to that, adamcarolla.com. I, you know, we're just coming out of the desert now. We're hungry. We're not choosy. You don't want rich food, do you? Out Jacksonville in Minnesota is fine by me. I'm hungry. I need to put something on my belly right now. I'll worry about a filet mignon next week. Don't give me playoff games. I mean, uh, uh, divisional games that can affect the course of the season. I hate it as an AFC North fan. I hated that the Steelers and uh, Ravens played in week one. It's crummy that the I will find Giants and Cowboys. Now, what, if that affects the way the season turns out, then again, I, I, the devil's Damashek to, to Damashek is it is cool that in college football, week one matters as much as the end of the season does. So in that sense, I guess this kind of I, I, you know what? I don't like it. That's my point. I don't want I wish it didn't happen. I think the Buccaneers start the uh, Greg Schiano era off on the right foot. Carolina, a good team or a decent team. I'm not with you, Rank. I know you think the Panthers are going to the playoffs. They're not going to the playoffs, I say. Carolina is going to surprise the world. And we remember when Steve Smith was in studio, I even told him right to his face, the Panthers are going to win the division. They will win this game. How courageous of you to say that to Steve Smith's face. By the way, when we did number 89, we like to mention. Well, how did you miss him out? I don't know. We like to mention at the end of every Dave pod- saw that 89 on the door and said, nah, not him. On this podcast, we end, e- we, we end each one by honoring the player who wears the episode number best. It was episode 89 um, on Tuesday when we spun and uh, and we failed to mention Steve Smith. I think through the course of the 80s as well, every time, almost every time, you've come back the next one and said, oh, no, we forgot someone very We've gotten obvious. lazy. We're no. resting on yes. our laurels. We nailed 85. What you think of? No, it was Jack Youngblood. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and uh, and handsome, how say you? Panthers, um, Bucks. That's a tough one as well. I'm going to go, let's go Bucks. Well, I can't really tell you why. We ask the tough questions. Yes. Here. Seattle at Arizona, yet another divisional game. I don't think either one of these teams, even though some people seem to be excited about uh, the Seahawks prospects, they're not going to be good enough to catch the 49ers. I do hate that, that scoff that people... <laughs> Beat the 49. Listen, every season in the NFL, you see teams that you expect to be great fall down and teams that you don't expect anything out of rise right. up. It's not impossible that either well, the these, Rams, I but mean, they're not going to is yes, what I'm telling you. I'm in, saying in, it without, uh, without attitude in my voice. The Seahawks are going to the playoffs. They're just not going to beat the Niners this year in the division. That's what Correct. I, and they will win in Arizona. Correct. You agree Both with of that? those things. Yeah, correct. they'll win that one. All right. I think, uh, so, yeah, Seattle wins a squeaker there. Pittsburgh at Denver. Sunday night football premiere, the premiere of Peyton Manning. Oh, it's going to be the greatest. The orange jerseys are back in mile high. How can Eric Decker and Demarius Thomas not set the world afire with the great number 18? The last time these two teams were on a field together, it was in the same field, in Vesco Field. Is that what they call it still? I don't know if that's what they call it. I just call it mile high. That's what I'll call it. Pittsburgh rolling in there once again. The same problems that they had by the end of that playoff game, namely Ryan Clark not on the field because of the sickle cell, so he can't play in the thin air. A great move, once again, by Coach Tomlin and company not to let him play. Let's not risk someone's uh, literally risk their life for the game. Um, Casey Hampton, their nose tackle, still dicey there. Last year it was Lamar Woodley had the, the shaky hamstring. This time it's James Harrison with the with the crummy knee. A lot of these same issues there. And as I may have mentioned, as you may have heard, the Broncos, Broncos made a uh, a 
at least I think we can assume, uh, an upgrade at the quarterback pot, the spot there. I'll tell you, I've been Denver, Denver, Denver all week long on this. I think the Steelers are going to go in there and knock him off. I really do. I really believe that, and that is not. I am happy. Rank. I hope you will affirm for the doubters out there who say who are cynical about Damashek. Yes, I have a rooting interest, but it does not bias my ability to tell you what I think is going to be the result. That place is going to be gaga. They are going to be wild. I generally like the home team on Sunday Night Football because of that. I think it it makes your home field advantage that much greater. I think that defense is going to show up because that defense has a way that they really do have a pride. And for what that's worth, after they got humiliated the last time out there, I think they show up. If the Either way, it's going to be a close game, and I won't be stunned if the Broncos win it late with a Matt Prater field goal. But I think that defense is going to show up, that's for sure, and that's why I'm going to take Pittsburgh. That would all make a lot of sense if Tim Tebow was the quarterback and they were like, you know what, we're going to go and we're going to embarrass this guy. Peyton Manning's a little bit of a different story. First game, I'm going to go with him. Hanson. I'm going to go with Peyton Manning as well. I think Jacob Tammy is the is the wild card in this one. I think um, he could be pretty interesting to watch. I think Troy Palomalo can handle him. I don't think Troy, Troy Palomalo can handle a lot of those more athletic tight ends at this point in his career, and I think that's going to be the Achilles heel of the Steelers in 2012 is their safety's inability to cover the more athletic tight ends that are um, all over the NFL these days. Cincinnati at Baltimore. Divisional game. Big one. Ravens. Cincinnati. I picked them to win the division, sticking with them in spite of the injuries on the offensive line. Ravens, seems like most people are picking that team to uh, to win the North this year. I go to you first, Hanson. I'm going to say Baltimore wins that game, sets the tempo for their division winning season. Rank? Baltimore is still the team to beat. I think that Joe Flacco, I think that this team is going to be sort of turned, I don't know, 180 degrees, but they're going to be turned... 45 or 90 degrees, maybe 103 degrees. I'm not sure. Not a full 180. But everybody talks about them defense, defense, defense. Terrell Suggs is out. He and Haloti Nod are the two keys to that defense, not Ed Reed and Ray Lewis at at this stage of uh, their respective careers. I think Joe Flack, and everybody loves Ray Rice on offense, and yes, he's one one of the best guys at the position. But I think this is Joe Flacco, just like Eli Manning anna- announced. I'm, a, I'm an elite guy last year. I, you know, he said that, and then he proved everybody laughed. Joe Flacco said, I'm the, I think I'm the best quarterback in the NFL. And again, everybody laughed. I think in context, it comes off differently than, than the way he said it. Joe Flacco, point is, I think he is going to be much more prominent slinging the ball. I think those two tight ends are very good, especially Ed Dixon is going to emerge this year. And more than anyone else, Torrey Smith is going to have a great year. You watch. He is a guy who's undervalued in fantasy and otherwise. He's going to have a big year and really break out this season. He had a good freshman year, bigger sophomore year. Watch that. I think the Ravens do nip the Bengals, who are going to show up and and, uh, play this game and are going to be a good team this year. San Diego in the East Bay, Oakland Raiders, Chargers, Raiders, great AFL matchup rank. How say you? You were talking about the potential loser bowl and, like, what would you do if you're a quarterback? Would you play for the win knowing that the team could draft a quarterback to replace you? A lot of Charger fans are in a position right now where you say, do we really want our team to win because it would just extend the coaching career of North Turner? A.J. Smith would stick around. So you're kind of in a spot like you, you would be better off probably losing this season. But... When it comes to the Raiders, you never want to lose to them. So it would be nice to see the Chargers do it, and I think they get it done. All right. 
I believe the Chargers will get it done. They swept the Raiders last year. Am I right in saying that? Split. They split, did they? Um, I think the Chargers will get it done. I'm going with the Raiders here. I think that... Um, now you know what I, I I'll, I'll I'll stay with my Chargers pick, but I I do want to make the point that the that the big takeaway for fantasy owners at least is I want to just keep hammering it and say it as often as possible here and now so that uh, when everybody else jumps on the bandwagon I want to be the first one in the clubhouse. Darren McFadden is going to lead the NFL in rushing. He will be the number one fantasy running back. He is awesome, and this is finally his year. Well, he did it two years ago as well, for the most part. Pretty close to a clean season health-wise. He does it again this year. He is uh, He's dynamite. He will be dynamite. I like the speed that the, that the Raiders have on the outside here. Their biggest liability is Carson Palmer. but the, and, and as a result, the Bolts will win this game. But Darren McFadden will have a big day. All right, so the, so the Bolts get it done there. There you have it. All the games. Rank and I, though. You can travel into the future with us if you go to NFL.com and look for Check to the Future plus Rank. I want to come up with a better name for your thing, too. The alternate picks. I, I want you to like Thanks for Barkley? No, 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 no. I like, like, they should be like the glass half full rankings or something. Like, you know, those fans are down. Give them something, you know, the bright side. You mm-hmm. know, here's the bright side picks, you know. Mm, gotcha. No? <laughs> you don't like that, Hanson? No. I still want something for Matt or something for Barkley. You and but Blue Tide did you've it. Got, you've got a, a world of fans who'll come up with something better than we can. Well, that, you know I, went, I went That's online to look up any word that rhymes with Matt, and really flats the only Sat, one that kind well, of Flat is the only word. Flat. That, it's that, the only, that only word that rhymes with Matt. No, that fits for what you're trying to <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, no. There's a Listen. word that fits, but it's too obscene. Hmm. I don't even got know my, that one. Got my head uh, spinning. I can't Scratching think of it. Scratching my head. I don't know what it is. Bat? Bat yeah, from okay. Barkley. Brat. All right, enough. Let's get In out any of any event. Enough with I've our chat. I've been overruled chat. by my editor and my boss, so it'll be fans for Barkley from here on out. Um, all right, listen. Handsome Hank, thanks for uh, freeing yourself up here. My pleasure. It's NFL UK Hank is how you hit him up on the Twitter. Blue tie, quickly. Claire underscore Atkins. Ah. Uh. Please drop her a line. Now, the enthusiasm, it doesn't make a difference who's behind the glass. The enthusiasm is always tepid at best. That's Why like would you say that? She's got a big smile on her face. She looks like she's having fun. That's because it's about to end. Oh, yeah. is that what it's yeah. about? Is that what it's about? Well, listen, all you leering <laughs> creeps out there in the uh, in the uh, on the internets, please feel free to hit up Blue Tie. She, yeah. she, she likes loves nothing. direct messages. <laughs> she's been getting quite a few of them <laughs> since she made no. her first appearance here on the uh on the Dave Damashek football program. And as always, Adam Rank, at Adam Rank is how you follow him. And, of course, NFL.com and uh, NFL Network, you can see him doing NFL Fantasy Live. And uh, I'm at Damashek. And uh, let's quickly wrap it up. Number 90, nobody jumps to mind. Number 90 in, in, in NFL or sports history. Who's Javon Kurse. Javon Kurse is, is one I could think uh, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've gotten Neil bad Smith. at this game. I, I've gotten, I used to be good at this game, and now I can never think of anybody, even when there's somebody... Who uh, Neil Smith? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great chief. He was a great chief for most of his career. And then he went to the Broncos. He I did. don't like when people do that. That shouldn't be allowed. You shouldn't he be had allowed that to great, go. He, when he had a sack, he would he pretend to hit a baseball. Yeah, yeah. that was that, pretty good. Did a swing, didn't he? Yeah, but Javon Curse is is certainly the best. So we go with Javon Curse. And is Peppers ninety? Julius Peppers. Whoa, 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 whoa! Julius Peppers. Come on, blue tie. That's your guy. Yeah, I think he is. No, 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 no. 
that's supposed to be. Oh no, no, you're not. I'm so never mind. I get confused. You're from the southeast. I forget what team you root for down there. All right, so it's Julius, Julius Pe- Peppers. It's a pretty good one then. Javon Curse versus Julius Peppers. I think we gotta go Peppers, right? Sure. I'd probably go Peppers. All right, Peppers it is. Enjoy week one, everybody. We'll be back on the other side of that for uh for some kibitzing, some reviewing of what we saw in the first weekend of football. Remember, whether your team wins or loses, football's back. We're all winners. We'll be back uh for week two in the meantime. Thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you